0: Hey there, before this episode begins, just want to give a huge shout out to Brotherhood MFG for sponsoring this episode, and to co-founder Jonathan Laverne for coming on the show to talk about car culture and the direction of his company. If you want to check out their product, go to teespring.com slash doors Brotherhood MFG and use discount code pastime. Also, shout out to our only patron, Kevin. If you would like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash pastime, and if you know anyone who might enjoy the show, please feel free to send them our way. One last thing, I apologize for any background noise, we recently got a new kitten, and he has no podcast etiquette. Well, on with the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Pastime Thinker podcast, I'm your host, Frederick Piquette, and today my guest is Jonathan Laverne, co-founder of Brotherhood MFG, a well-known sponsor of this podcast. How are you today?
1: Uh, we're, we're doing pretty good.
0: Yeah? Keeping safe, staying healthy.
1: Yeah, staying healthy even throughout this whole uh, this whole COVID thing. Um, yeah, I've been hard on a lot of people and everything else. It's uh, like we also have like protocols for our our company as well and everything else. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, just trying to keep keep it as safe as possible and uh, it's all it's all we can do. Wash your hands and <laughs> Wash stay indoors and stay safe. That's about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So with the whole Brotherhood MFG, it's a car culture clothing brand um uh, so i would assume you're very much into car culture
1: die hard die hard die hard <laughs> die hard die hard uh die hard for cars um i would definitely sell my kids to uh keep a car probably in the future <laughs> yeah. I, I could see that happening but uh yeah i know definitely super into cars always been yeah uh, um what did you what did you want to talk about for for car culture
0: i don't know just some of the ins and outs of car culture itself is there any like uh like groups, I guess, like people who are um, who, like, consider you, themselves car culture but, like, disagree on a certain, like, is there any touchy subjects?
1: Uh, touchy subjects. Um, like auto manual versus touchy. manual? Auto, well, that's yeah, there's there's a lot of guys that do that. Um, there's cultures within uh, so you can go, like, VIP stance, you can go stance, you can go um, let's say, like, a, a nice track car. Uh, mm-hmm. There's drifting, There's there's all these different cultures, but, like, I find that um, less and less it's become more of a community where everybody else um, kind of, like, they all agree of, okay, wow, that's a nice build. Like, you did an amazing job on that car and everything else compared to, like, I want to say, like, two years ago um, where you'd see a stance car and Buddy would have a lifted truck beside it and he would just talk shit about the car or whatever (laughs) else and the, the other guy would talk shit about the truck compared to now where everybody is kind of, like, we're kind of getting together now and just really appreciating everything that we've done to a vehicle. Because at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. all we're doing is we're just showing our personality on and showing who we are through a vehicle. So like
0: like you can be, you know, you can be a car guy, you know, who's only interested in what's under the hood, a car guy that's only interested in the aesthetics of it, you know, a show car guy, a drift car guy, and there's not really much bad blood between them.
1: There's not really much. No, no, not really. Um, there's still, like, the, like, when I say bad blood, I'm, like, I'm talking, like, my, like, the generation of um, what it's become today. Uh, there's still, like, even within, like, uh, like my city, like, there's still uh, a little bit of bad blood. Like, it's not really, like, <laughs> bad blood. It's just kind of, like, you know, like, little remarks and, and jokes and, you know, guys just shit-talking other guys. And, yeah it's it's mostly the old guys compared to the young guys where they have these old muscle cars that you know they've had for 40 30 years and we're all in love with them but they'll just be like oh like your your little car is not going to do nothing it's it's a little uh, it's a little korean korean car that came from overseas and yeah so they they kind of mm-hmm. shit talk or whatever else but it's funny when you you know you send them to Gaplebees and you see them way behind you when you go to race at a light and <laughs> you know, they're still standing there and you're just kind of laughing like, haha, you just shit talk in the car although I have a big turbo, so you know yeah yeah it's it, it's funny to see, but you know that that's like even now like we're our group um and their group are now kind of like joining forces to create kind of like a bigger group and a bigger community or whatever else. It's trying to create like
0: a general safe space for the entire community. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So, like, everybody meets up, you know, like, you get to see more cars, you get to see more of what other people do, like, let's say, like, they got the car built at a shop, or if they got it, if they'd done it all at home, mm-hmm. you get, to see all like, the little tricks and, the, like, everything that, that everybody tries to do with their cars, which is, which is really cool, or trucks, like, you know, I'm, I'm open to everything, that's... Yeah. Do you have,
0: even though you are open to everything, do you have a preference in specific cars? Um, like, uh, I do you, am... like... Again, like certain auto over manual. I know you drive a manual.
1: um, Yeah, uh... yeah. I I will never drive an automatic again. Unless it's a truck. If it's a truck, I'll drive. I'll drive an auto. I I don't want a manual truck that just be a pain in the ass to tow and everything else. (laughs) Um, but no, like it's um, my my preferences would definitely be uh mostly cars from Japan and and stuff like that, kind of like uh, Hondas, Toyotas, um. Yeah, that's, that's me. Mitsubishi as well. I'm not sure if that's a Japanese brand though. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd have to do a little bit more research. Pretty sure it is like pretty positive. Oh, one uh, minute.
0: I just have cats being cats.
1: No worries. Get out of here.
0: There you go. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, so yeah, um, uh, are, do you have a preference though between, uh, like local foreign cars? Do they both have their own strengths and weaknesses? Uh- um, uh. What's all that like?
1: Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of cars that, that you'll see come by, and you're kind of like, okay, whatever. You got it off the lot. Like, that's cool. Like, you know, you got a nice BMW or whatever else, and you paid sixty grand for it. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. It goes fast. You know, you bought it because it looks good, and it goes fast. You don't have to do anything to it. It just goes. And then you see guys that have, like, a 1990s Honda Civic, and it looks it looks pretty clean on the outside. Like, you know, the paint's a little chipped or whatever else he's got decently nice wheels, got nice tires. And then next thing you know, he pops the hood and he's got 20 grand under there. Well, (laughs) you know, like you're there's, there's all these different variables to like what you can do and everything else, like anything's possible. And I think that's where, um, the car culture is going now is everybody's Mm -hmm. starting to realize you can do anything you want to a car. You can put a different engine in it. You can do anything you want because we have the technology now.
0: As opposed to late, like back then,
1: like back then, like when you were you were talking about doing an engine swap and stuff like that. Like you, there's so many different things that you had to consider. So, like let's say you were putting uh, a Honda engine into, uh, let's say. Let's say a Toyota MR2, because I know that's a that's a pretty big swap right now. They'll put a, a Honda K-series uh, engine in an MR2, because mm-hmm. um, it kind of fits the same dimensions, and you know it's it's a nice build. But when you're talking about electrical and the wiring harness and everything else, well, now you need to know which uh, what all the wires do to c- communicate with the computer. Mm-hmm. And we weren't really technologically advanced till ah. Uh, They've they've been doing it for a little while now. Like I want to say, at least within like the last ten years or, or so, mm-hmm. um, which is that's to me that's still crazy. Like, and now you you can literally just go to the store and buy a plug that plugs in the computer that allows to read all the cables for that engine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In, so it's literally just plug and play. You, I, that's all you got to do.
0: I just want to touch up on what you said with uh, you know the progress of technology. How is like electrical cars fitting into the car culture world of today or do you, are they not really introduced yet are they are they getting uh, some resistance are they being welcomed in
1: for hmm there's 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 big talks about teslas and stuff like that uh, because they are super fast mm-hmm. um those things will blow blows the doors off almost any car right now because it's just instantaneous torque it's ridiculous Um, like you've, I've seen videos of guys on little crotch rockets, little 1000 CC bikes and they go to race a Tesla and the Tesla just zips by them. Like -hmm. it's unreal. Um, the look of the car, that's where it gets, it gets kind of controversial. You know, it it looks like a little sedan, like it's nothing, nothing spectacular. Um, the interior though, is where I find everybody kind of that where that's where Tesla draws the attention it's so minimalistic, but yet yeah. so technologically advanced that it's it's amazing to see and everything else. And um, they've done advancements. Uh, I know with Tesla, they, they, they have the new Tesla Roadster that is absolutely menacing for speed. Um, I'm pretty sure, uh, if I recall correctly, it was um, in 1.2 seconds, it got up to 60 miles an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, like, about 110 kilometers an hour in about 1.2
0: seconds. You think is, that's, is that because they're electric cars, and, like, that's the difference between electric yeah, versus so now, gas? Or is that just because they're both electric cars, and they have the better technology in them? Like, do you think a gas-powered car could have those same kind of features, or is it just not a um,
1: thing? For it's, it's very hard to kind of differentiate the two, because it's kind of like Orange and bananas right like you're Mm -hmm. it's two different things and two different ways of it moving
0: like the only thing that they have in common is that they get you from point a to point b but besides that they're technically two different things
1: pretty much yeah because like when you're talking about a motor you're talking about um a vacuum and magnetic fields that rotate uh or provide torque to a shaft compared to an engine where you have Fuel, air, combustion, you know, spark, uh, ignition, like all, all these different things that it's basically it takes more time to get the torque to uh, the shaft as to okay. where electric is battery power instant. It's OK. There, there's instant torque. It, it The way to explain it is basically um, if you think of a light switch, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, let's say you'll 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 flick the light switch in the house. Think of that as being the torque of an electric car. It's it's instantaneous.
0: Okay, yeah, now I I get it.
1: Think think of like uh, I don't know.
0: Hello, I lost you there, John.
1: What's that? I lost you there. (laughs) Did it did it cut off?
0: you you cut oh, off a damn. little bit, we're okay. still rolling though it's all okay. fine, you weren't, were still rolling okay that's you, good. Were, that's you, good. Uh, you weren't quiet track. for too long so,
1: yeah uh, light switch,
0: you turn it on, you know the power's there immediately instant
1: yeah, yeah, so now uh walk into an old gym um and go to turn on the light there. It's gonna take a little while to turn on, like it's gonna you know progressively get brighter and brighter and brighter mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of the way a gas engine works and with culture, like with the car culture and everything else, like uh, when you're talking about gas versus electric, there's a lot of guys that are going to shit talk if you say, oh, like, you know, I have this motor in my car. Well, it's not a motor, dude. It's an engine. A motor is electric. And, okay. you know, people people kind of get on each other about that there. It's kind of ridiculous. But <laughs> it, it's it is it is a fact. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is. Correct to say that an, an an engine is an engine and a motor is electric, and yeah, that's that's, that's pretty much <laughs> that, that's that yeah <laughs> yeah that for, for for electric cars for sure yeah no okay
0: then we can we can move the conversation on a little bit uh, how did your you know your love for cars translate to you wanting to make clothing based on car culture
1: um kind of like when I seen a lack for what it truly was to everyone um when i think of the like a car culture and my brand and everything else and it being called brotherhood is is kind of like leading towards the way that the car community and the car culture and everything else are starting to go where it's um a brotherhood like you are brothers with Whoever is beside you, whoever's you know, I don't know, ten cars down in the parking lot, um, or at the racetrack, you know, your four trailers beside each other or whatever else, like that's you still think of that guy as you know one of you, one of your one of your brothers. Yeah, and common common interest.
0: You're in the you're the same common interest, group.
1: and you know, and it's just kind of trying to share that passion and help each other progress. And when I seen a lack of that within uh branding and stuff like that through like i know there's a lot of other companies that do clothing for you know for car culture and everything else and i just think that they yeah they stand for something that is cool like i'll understand that like um a lot of them have to do with drifting a lot of them have to do with just japan specifically and stuff like that but uh when it comes down to my brand i just really want to uh bring everyone together and i i might uh, sound brand i I might sound a Nina little sorry.
0: I might sound a little ignorant for saying this, but in in terms of car culture, clothing and merchandise and stuff like that, in in my experience, I feel that there isn't much of it. Like you can get like car inspired merchandise, but usually that merchandise isn't specifically car inspired. It's usually based off of a like a a car influencer like like a youtuber or like an instagram guy and it's usually like his merchandise but not really merchandise specifically for car culture
1: yeah i i can definitely agree with that yeah like uh for car culture there's not many and you're definitely right on that that note um and a lot of them is you know youtubers and stuff like that that have you know they they showcase like they are car youtubers who have their
0: own merchandise but the merchandise kind of uh
1: doesn't show it showcases what they like and you know their Mm -hmm. their content and whatever else through through their merch and not that it's bad
0: merchandise or anything
1: like that you know like some of them have super nice merch and and stuff like that but yeah you're definitely right on that note um and it's uh it's just something that i seen that i can just tap into and kind of uh not not necessarily make a profit from um, yeah, I definitely. Well, will. I mean, like ultimately, so that's what you not, want, not, right? That's that's what we want, right? Like we want to make a profit, you know, and stuff like that. But that is not the main goal. The main goal is to uh, try and bring everybody together, um, and really just create one unique car community mm-hmm. within, you know, the nation and stuff like that. So, it's 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 a big goal. It, oh yeah, know, it's that's it's it seems unattainable every day.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> that's that's the. Know, with, The struggle of small business
1: that's the struggle of small business but it's the you need to have that mindset and that drive to every day wake up and think okay you know what that that's far away but i can Mm -hmm. still do this i got this like you know what there's people that will support you there's opportunities endless opportunities in this world in this lifetime that people will see and granted they'll take yeah and to me that's that's everything that we could that we that's everything that we can do like there's there's not much more there's not much more to it Mm -hmm.
0: and uh i i do believe that you everything in the merchandise like all your merchandise you've designed yourself correct
1: yeah i've i've drawn i've drawn everything uh by hand and then scanned put it back up onto the computer touched it back up on the computer just to make sure it was perfect Mm -hmm. uh super long process yeah so Uh, there's
0: there's a lot of interests here coinciding you know you got the car culture side you got the clothing side you got the designing side
1: yeah Um, Uh, there's so many there's so many other things that like i still do my research on other brands and see like what what sells the most for for them and like what kind of designs and is there color is there no color and it's it, you're basically going behind their back and kind of like you know everybody pick pockets off each other it's it's basic marketing it's what it is it's okay well who's the best right now how do I make it better yeah how do I make that their product better but with my name on it yeah because you're not, you're not technically stealing their idea you're just pickpocketing. you're just pickpocketing. that's all you're doing <laughs> that's that's basic marketing that's why like when I when I went to school for business at first it was for marketing mm-hmm And then when I seen what companies do to other companies and stuff like that, just through me being at school, it was like, wow, like, nope, I I can't do this.
0: It is one of those things, though, where if you do it right, you can make a lot of money.
1: A lot of money. Yeah. Like
0: marketing in general. I'm not really talking about either of our brands right now. I just mean marketing in general.
1: Like marketing in general. But I find that a lot of the guys that make a lot of that money within like business marketing and Kind of like you're going for other companies and you're trying to demolish them that's mm-hmm. it, it, and it's 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 a real scary thing because now you're talking to not you're not just talking about another business and and crushing it you're talking about uh the two hundred employees that work there you're talking about uh I don't know the hundred and fifty families that are in that building and stuff like that that have kids you know and and all that and it's it's something that I don't think I could ever live with yeah be to You know, you you launch a product or something and everything else and it destroys another company. And next thing you know, those 200 families are out of a job.
0: Yeah, that's a thing that happens on a small scale
1: every day. Yeah, and see, like, and nobody really sees that. And it's it's something that, you know what, like, granted, that guy's making a killing. He's (laughs) proud of himself. You know, like, he's working hard. He's grinding. Cool.
0: Mm -hmm. I think as long as it's... uh not with malicious intent i don't think it's exactly. that yeah. bad yeah like if yeah. you're if you're doing yeah. something specifically to down another company yeah you're yeah. like that kind of yeah. sucks for that you company's
1: yeah employees that, but that, if that's what i'm getting at, yeah. yeah yeah like if it's not out of malicious intent like you know what if things happen
0: i so happen yeah. to release this product that does better than your product like sorry yeah. but it's also yeah, up to sorry. that other Maybe. company
1: it's kind do. of like a sorry not sorry situation. It's sorry yeah. but not sorry, like yeah. you know, I, I'm doing good, you're not. My bad, but you know, it's the way <laughs> it is. It's uh we can't control everything. Yeah. And you know what? That's just the way life is. There is <laughs> it's it's very, it's it's true.
0: Very cut and dry about it.
1: Very cut and dry, very cut and dry, very direct. Uh yeah. that is me. Um but uh no I won't I definitely wouldn't uh, not something I would go back into necessarily uh, as a business standpoint for another company Um, but but you'd still
0: use those skills for yourself
1: exactly Mm -hmm. yeah so like it's because I know that okay I am vigilant of what is going on around me and those those types of things Mm -hmm. Uh, compared to where there's businesses that they won't tell you anything they're just going to tell you to sit at your desk and get this done and everything else and next thing you know you don't know anything but then you hear it in the news and and stuff like that and then it's it's crazy to think that something so small could blow up out of proportion but it happens every day yeah so uh, but yeah no um, as a business it's it's all about the car culture it's all about uh, our name brotherhood That's, Mm -hmm. that's what it is yeah
0: and uh specifically there's a lot of japanese influence in your in your products
1: yeah um that's that's a big thing for for us um we well me and my partner both both really adore uh i wouldn't say adore we we fucking love it (laughs) (laughs) fucking love the japanese car culture yeah, what's, what's the primary
0: fuck. difference between the Japanese car culture and the, um, the Western Civilization maybe, car culture?
1: So, like, Western Civilization is new parts, you know, like, oh, fuck, we need the biggest, the baddest of everything, and you mm-hmm. go to Japan, and they'll grab, fuck, piping from an old tractor and slap that on their car, weld it. It looks like absolute dog shit, but that thing runs. Okay. As to where, you know, a guy from over here... Uh, is just literally gonna, you know, build this car, and it's gonna take three years. Mm-hmm. Well, then you're three years down the hole of spending money on something that doesn't even run yet. And next thing you know, you're gonna go start the key, you blow up the engine because <laughs> you missed the step. So like, that, that, that happens. Yeah. So like the Japanese just basically the same mentality that I've been taught all my life is, uh, if something isn't broke, don't fix it.
0: Yeah. So, like Western car culture is more you know, bigger, better, more expensive, I win, haha. And, yeah. and and Japanese car culture is more like originality.
1: Originality and it's all about the driving. It's not about um mm-hmm. oh look at my badass car and everything else. Like, oh they they have style. Like those guys know how to
0: But can you know, drive it? Oh,
1: no. But can you drive it? And yeah. I highly doubt that there will ever be uh anybody as good as some of those Japanese guys because mm-hmm. they can go down a mountain in middle of Japan, where there's no traffic ever, and they will drive the hell out of that road. Um, there's actually uh, there's a cartoon from Japan. It's actually on Netflix. Um, Initial D. Initial D. Uh, and that basically depicts uh, the the car scene that that is there in Japan, and and kind of like everything that goes on. Um, a lot of it also uh, Tokyo Drift fast and furious
0: fast and furious that's that's my only exposure to anything like that
1: you know that's that's uh that's, that's the first one that really showcased drifting uh in around 2006 for uh the western civilization like nobody really did it nobody really thought about it you know guys would take corners and you know drift but they didn't really
0: make a sport of it
1: make a sport of it and then i think it was in around 2006 2007 where formula drift was first formulated in the u.s Okay, And that's when it really started. That's when it really started uh, for for the Western civilization and and for Canada and the U.S. and stuff like that. Um, And then just fucking blew out of proportion so quick because those guys were racing with cars, uh, I don't know, 400-some horsepower, you know, just barely even burning any rubber you know just going around the track yeah they're going fast you know they're side mm-hmm. by side about a foot about a foot apart from each other and following cones and stuff like that but the events weren't mainstream okay now like, today um, guys that follow Formula Drift like myself and, and my partner and stuff like that you see cars that are over engineered and over built to drift like you're talking about a car that you, if I wanted to build that it'd cost me $220,000 damn like see C- custom cnc lasering uh for uh suspension components engine components um there's actually a guy this year who's running a fully 3d printed uh metal uh intake manifold
0: i don't know what that is care to explain it's what a what, intake manifold well, is
1: Well, regu- regular 3d printing is basically um made with plastic right okay yeah um, and so anyways they they 3d printed uh what basically is a it's you kind of call it a plenum It's basically what holds all of the, uh, all of the air before it goes into the engine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It kind of like, well, depending on what vehicle it could look like a tube. It could look like a, a big box, um, with basically, uh, just tubes that go into each of the, uh, the intake, uh, outlets in, in the head or inlets of the head, um, uh, for the engine. Okay. And, uh, basically they, they built, uh, a thousand horsepower, uh, 2020 Toyota Supra uh with the engine that was in there but when they came to uh the intake manifold the stock ones made out of plastic and that car is so new that no companies made anything for that car okay. they're, they're, except they're for they're a the, lot of... the
0: stock ones
1: yeah exactly like there's there's a lot of um old components that you can use so uh since it's a i'm pretty sure it's a b58 um BMW engine that's in the Toyota Supra. Uh, so, there were, you know, uh, a set of... There, there's certain things that you could have bought, like rods for uh, inside the engine that connected the pistons and stuff like that, but they decided mm-hmm. to just fully go out and re-engineer this engine to make a shit ton of power. Mm-hmm. And to the point where... You, I don't even want to know how much money it costs. <laughs> <laughs> because it just looks so damn good and when you're talking about grabbing like a forged piece of steel and just cnc lasering cutting yeah something like out of it
0: well i think it's kind of hilarious that they took this 2020 car and they were like you know what you guys aren't making pieces for it fast enough we're just gonna do it ourselves like fuck it
1: like like fuck it yeah exactly and it's it's wild to see and this is when i like this is what i mean by technology and how advanced we are today like you can buy a CNC table for three grand and put it in your garage. If you know how to use that CAD software, you can make anything you want. You mm-hmm. can you can grab a cinder block, uh, well not a cinder block, but a, a big block of aluminum and make an engine. If yeah, that, that, really... that
0: that's wild to me. I would never know how. That 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 like, is that's, nothing that's,
1: in my wheelhouse. Like that is absolutely mind blowing that you know what? Like we have we have access to that. And a lot of guys are taking advantage of it. Like, there's so many other CNC companies in the world now um, that laser cut everything.
0: Mm-hmm. I yes. do know that, like, laser cutting in general is becoming more of a yep. mainstream thing. It's all over YouTube. Like, watch well, us laser cut yep. like a fucking oh, yeah. bowling ball. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. yeah. And uh, But that intake manifold was the first ever 3D printed metal intake manifold.
0: Okay, and I, I assume this is going to happen more and more often now, until oh, a point exactly. where there's going to be an entire car that's 3D printed.
1: Yep, I definitely see that happening. That sure. That's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, piece by piece, and they're going to weld it together, and mm-hmm. you know what? Because the intake manifold was basically um, 3D printed from uh, four different sides. And the way it works is really cool for metal. Uh, okay. So basically, um, there's metal sand uh, at the bottom of this, this box. Okay. Uh, and then there's a laser that'll basically uh, laser down the components, uh, like each layer of the components, and then throw a fresh coat of sand on top.
0: Mm-hmm. Laser
1: down, throw a fresh coat of sand on top, and it basically builds that component out of that metal sand. And you can get it in different types of metals and, and stuff like that, which is fucking astonishing. Like, that's at, absolutely my point. At what
0: point do doing things like this to cars reach a legal standpoint like how much can you fuck with a car to the point where it's illegal
1: uh <laughs> that's a hard judgment right there that's uh you know what like is
0: there a line or is it ambiguous
1: there's definitely a line, definitely a line where you can okay. easily cross uh, like not what you really...
0: like not what you do with the car but like what you do to the car
1: so number one thing would be exhausts um okay because of uh, emissions and stuff like that. Uh, every car has to follow certain regulations to their exhaust and, well, the entire car, car culture just rips them off and just puts a fucking straight bike. Yeah, that, why? yeah, I, I hear
0: that a lot. Like when, again, I'm not well-versed in the car culture or anything like that, but I do hear people complaining, bitching, complimenting. It's almost always about the exhaust.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's either a love or a hate. Uh that's for sure. My car is almost full straight pipe. I did put a muffler because I had it full straight pipe, and I didn't like the sound of it. I thought it was too loud and too obnoxious. Okay. Uh, So I put the, the exhaust, well, the muffler back on at the end, and uh, it's still just as loud. But a but different kind of noise? The the sound is a lot better. It doesn't mm-hmm. just sound like a piece of shit going down the road. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's, uh, it's, it's, those, those, I think, I feel like that's the biggest thing. Um, I know in the States it's super regulated in California, okay. uh, where you can almost like not even modify a Honda. You can't even modify, like you oh, wow. You really can't modify a vehicle. Like really the
0: only thing I know record. about in terms of uh, the legality and modifying, I know that exhaust is an important one and I know that window tint is an important yeah.
1: one. Window tint is a very important one. That's a, uh, that's a big one. Um, I I know for a fact that here uh, in Canada, it's uh, 10% max. Okay. uh, The front. Uh, I know a lot of people that run five. Depending how you use it, you can get away with it because you might not tint your back windows as dark. Um, Okay. I know I have 10% in the front uh, for my driver window and passenger window, and in the rear, uh, for my rear doors, I have uh, 5%. Okay. So basically 5% of light can portray through it.
0: Okay, that's what uh, the percentage means?
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. that's what the percentage means. So 5% can go through, so really there's not much light. Okay, um, That's why when you, let's say a cop pulls you over or whatever else, you'll see videos of guys just ripping off tint off the window. Like right <laughs> off the window. Could you just
0: rip tint off the window?
1: Oh, yeah. So Basically, it's, it's kind of like um, a reverse tape uh, paper. Oh kind of wow! Plastic paint. I had That's no idea. I, I I thought
0: yeah. that tint was like legitimately just like dark glass.
1: Oh yeah, no. I wish that'd be that'd be totally different. You couldn't scratch that. <laughs> you wouldn't see like I my dog was in my car uh, not too long ago and uh, put his paw up on the window and scratched the tint. So there's a oh, big fucking no. now. So I got to get I got to get the passenger uh, window redone. But yeah, no. Uh, super fun. <laughs> wow. uh, I did not there's, know that. there's a lot of big shit that, that you can definitely uh, do to modify cars and stuff like that. Um, but it's it's not really closely regulated. If you have a quite enough exhaust, like I don't get pulled over for my exhaust. I nobody has ever pulled me over for that. Okay. Uh, pulled me over for speeding for sure. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I got my car impounded in October. That was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the police I'd officer say, just a...
0: didn't understand. I had to go fast, sir. I had to go fast.
1: Yeah, I was at you rushing to work and uh, definitely wasn't going as fast as he said. Um, that's for that's for fucking sure. I, I My car can't even go that fast. That's the sad part. <laughs> um kind of hurt my feelings when he said it was going that fast i'm like sir there's no way like it doesn't go that fast
0: trust me i was trying the whole time i wasn't going that yeah, fast
1: exactly yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, um not one week no car um uh, stuff like that so you know
0: is yeah. that just part of the color culture lifestyle or are you just around
1: definitely is it's definitely a part of the culture lifestyle depending on who you are uh, mm-hmm. as a driver and how much you care about road laws, depending how many people are around you. Like when, when this all happened, there was nobody around me, not Mm -hmm. a single soul, not a single car. Um, I don't believe in, you know, just fucking ripping through traffic and putting everybody else's life at risk because you want to have fun in your car. Yeah. Super fun to do. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Weaving through traffic is fucking sick. Yeah. Just zippering. It's thing ever. Yeah. But you're, you're putting so many other lives at risk and I, I just don't think that that's worth it. We have a place to do all that you know there's tracks around the world yeah work and bring your car beat that piss out of it and if you crash well you end up either in sand grass or a wall with rubber
0: not in someone's fucking family
1: you're not killing a family you know it's it's a i think that's the that's the biggest controversy in in car culture in car world today like i know there's still a lot of like how uh, they
0: behave on public roads
1: yeah, how they behave on public roads. Like, if I see, you know, one of our guys just do something stupid on the street, I'm gonna want to do it too, but I'm probably not gonna do it. <laughs> you know. So, um, but getting back to uh, to the question as to why um, why we have Japanese ratings stuff like that. Yeah, we. Oh, do that's right. That's
0: where this started.
1: <laughs> that's where all that started. Yeah, <laughs> we, we kind of got off topic, but it's okay. I remembered. Um, but yeah, no, definitely um, them. It's all about driving and Mm -hmm. not really um and having fun with your friends it's not so much a competition as to because they they drive ridiculous on streets Mm -hmm. um they have tracks but there is nothing like driving a car sideways in your hometown or in town or whatever else where there's nobody like it's it's a totally different feeling because it's Oh, am I gonna get caught? Am I not gonna get caught? Is a cop gonna see me? Yeah. You know, there's there's all these different adrenaline aspects that they just they don't care about. They just go. Yeah, and you you'll see there's videos of, of cars in Japan drifting on on a road. Um, it's just basically it's a highway, it's a straight stretch, and then there's there's a bunch of turnoffs or whatever else. But they'll they'll be ten guys drifting at the same time, side by side, and then they'll switch and rotate and then we'll rotate back and get back onto that back road mm-hmm. and same thing for the mountains you're talking about 30 car trains there's 30 cars all going sideways at the same time or you know staying close to each other while going down the mountain like that's that's insane that's that's driving yeah you know and that's i feel like that's that's where i really like the, the, the holy fuck i can't talk <laughs> uh, the japan culture uh for for driving is it's a it's a family unit almost yeah it's, you know, well, it, like, it
0: kind of feels like in, well, in the Japanese car culture, it doesn't really matter if you have the car with the best specs, unless yeah. you can drive it using the best specs.
1: Exactly. Yeah. it's They'll, they'll drive a car with 200 horsepower, and you're going to be like, holy shit, that guy's ripping. But he's using all 200 horsepower compared to the guy who's got a 1,000 horsepower built car, who's using
0: who's just who's just putting the gas down who's just like slamming the pedal down
1: yeah like you're just slamming the pedal down and yeah you're burning rubber and everything else but you're not fucking driving the piss out of that car the mm-hmm. car is driving itself at yeah. that point because there's so much horsepower that you're it's it's almost a no-brainer like oh there's still definitely some some like you still have to control the car and everything else i get that but to control a 200 horsepower car, and you're driving it faster than that, hor- that 1000 horsepower car that that's retarded that's mm-hmm. insane and that's what those guys do they they drive cars that barely work and make it work and beat the piss out of them so <laughs> even if they look like shit or not there's there's you can actually you can fly to Japan go to uh, Ebisu circuit you can rent a car for as long as you're staying there and drive on the track okay the car looks Like, it literally got crushed at the junkyard and then assembled back together for the track. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So absolutely beat the shit, but that's where those guys learn how to drive with no care and how they learn to drive so good because there's so little care for what can happen to the car that when you drive around a piece of crap, at the track. And then next thing you know, your car at home is absolutely gorgeous and immaculate. And you know, the paints, right. The rims are right. Uh, the engines, right. The suspension is tuned to perfection for what you want to do. Um, those guys drive the drive absolutely perfect with their cars at home because Mm -hmm. you're practicing with something that you don't care about, but you know what limits to push. And we're not talking like 80% of the limit. We're talking like a thousand percent of that limit. Yeah. like you know the exact limit to where you need to stop and kind of like okay take a step back and and go on mm-hmm. um, so but uh no definitely something super cool uh that's definitely the reason why i'm i'm very keen on, on having japanese writing on my stuff uh, <laughs> but we're like uh we we also have like a lot of other other uh well i've been working on some new designs and stuff like mm-hmm. that to uh Include more of uh, the, the Canadian and, and U.S. car culture and stuff like that and kind of bring uh, more of the Japanese culture into uh, Canada and the U.S. Because Absolutely. that is uh, something that we should all kind of take in consideration for the car culture because those guys have done it for so much longer than we have. And learning what they what they know and, and stuff like that and bringing it here would be extraordinary. But also giving back to them. Like I know... Um, there's a lot of Japanese guys that still like old muscle cars and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, it's cool to see that even though we're thousands and thousands of miles apart, uh, we all still love the same thing.
0: See, that's one thing that like, I understand, but I don't quite comprehend. Like I'm in no way a car guy. Like as, (laughs) as long as it's got, you know, Bluetooth or an aux cable and it fucking works, like I'm really not picky. Like the the most picky that I'll ever be with a car is like its color, and that's about it. Like honestly,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. See, uh, I have a lot more variables than that. We, yeah. I think, I have way too many variables, and it's it's it's. Everybody sees it as like, holy shit, man! Like you're spending, you know, like fucking forty grand into a car.
0: Look, well, that's what it looks like. That that's that is what you're doing. What we're
1: doing. Um, and it's almost like a love-hate relationship with your car because it's. Oh yeah. Shit, do I? I want to do this? Am I gonna do this? Yeah, fuck yeah, I should do it. Uh, but no! Like no.
0: everybody has a vice like that, though. Like you can put yeah a couple hundred dollars into your car, and I can judge you. Meanwhile, I'm spending a couple hundred dollars on fucking tattoos, and I'm not gonna exactly. expect like
1: everybody has their everybody has their thing, and I think um like even I'm learning that. Like uh, I love cars way too much. <laughs> um, and I talk about them all the time. And it's. Well, I can definitely see it's getting on my girlfriend's nerves a little bit sometimes. Um, but rightfully so. It gets definitely annoying talking about the same stuff and stuff and over and over again. Yeah. It um, doesn't
0: matter how many times you bring it up. I still don't fucking understand what you're talking about. Yeah. And see, like,
1: having <laughs> to uh, kind of um, maybe take interest in different things. And not, not like, cars are my passion. I will always love cars. Um I'm still working to finish my apprenticeship, become a licensed mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then pro- probably after that, pursuing uh, mechanical engineering, that is something that I definitely want to get into.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, uh, she's in nursing and when we first started talking or whatever else, I, you know, I played the part and all oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Like, that's you know, cool. I, my interests
0: are your interests. Please sleep yeah. with me.
1: <laughs> Basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Beginning of any relationship, uh, literally, kind of you know, we started dating or whatever else, moved in together, and uh, well, she started talking about nursing, and then I could see that it it just I the fact that I didn't understand it kind of bored me, and I was like, Well, like, I don't really fucking care.
0: That's how people feel when you go on about cars and they don't know what you're talking about,
1: exactly, exactly. And you know what, it's um, it that was definitely a learning curve, and now I'm definitely more uh, appreciative when. Um people definitely uh, take the time to listen and, and uh, hear about my interest and are actually like, holy shit, that's cool, man. Like, good for you and, and stuff like that. And uh, I give that in return now. Like, that is mm-hmm. not something that uh, should ever go lightly.
0: But I also, uh, I, I think that also speaks to, like, why car culture guys are such close-knit. Because, like, in terms of cars, there's a lot of fine details that I would assume could be... What might be super simple to you that's not to me could be like very annoying for you to explain to me. Like, if you say, you know, yeah. like, oh, something, something, my drive shaft did this, and I go, oh, what's a drive shaft? And then instead of telling your story, you're like, okay, so what a drive shaft is, is blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Whereas when you're hanging out with your car friends, you'd be like, so this happened to my drive shaft, and everyone starts laughing. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. 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 That, that kind of reminds me uh, back in the day. That, that, that was pretty funny with. Uh with Kevin <laughs>
0: the drive shaft yeah. fell out of the truck yeah
1: the drive shaft right in front of good life fuck that was funny yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's the only good reason why memories.
0: that's the only reason why I know what a drive shaft is is because one fell out <laughs> while we were driving
1: <laughs> the things we did in that truck yeah.
0: if that never happened I still probably wouldn't know what a drive shaft is to today like that, that that's how uninterested and uneducated I am in cars
1: and seeing that's alright you know what everybody has their thing um it's it's cool like it's i just i want to see everybody i don't even I, I understand why people fucking hate car guys because we're fucking obnoxious <laughs> like we literally are we are the worst type of fucking people but we're honest fuck we're <laughs> honest <laughs> and it's it, it, i think it just goes to show as to kind of like why uh we're so close is exactly what you Cause said, you understand it. each other we understand each other and we understand the struggle of our passion. Our passion literally sometimes gives us anxiety to the point where, like, okay, I need to take a fucking step back and not think about this.
0: Yeah. But I think, again, I don't, and, maybe it's not quite a specific car culture group thing. It might just be, you know, groups in general. Because, like, the same thing I'm pretty sure has happened with you and I, where, you know, I make some fucking random anime joke and, you know, you're the only one who doesn't laugh, you know, you feel alienated, everyone, and because that's the topic, everyone thinks you're stupid, and then I get annoyed because I have to explain to you, you know, this is funny, because, and then I go on a 40 minute tangent to explain to you why this one thing is funny, because I just so happen to dedicate years to watching this shit where you didn't.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And it's, it's kind of like, uh, if every like and honestly like even like back in the day maybe i should have watched some of that stuff to try and understand it you know like um
0: i don't i'm not even trying to like advocate for i'm just using it as an example i'm not saying you should have have done this i'm
1: just using it as an example too as well like it's it's um if everybody were to um learn from other people like other people's interests and stuff like that you can learn a lot
0: I think the only interests in cars that I've ever received like via you and Kevin is like the actual driving of the cars not like yeah. what's not what's in the cars but like you know learning how to drift learning you know reverse entries um, uh, <laughs> yep. that kind of stuff
1: <laughs> yeah like yeah yeah and you me I find me and Kevin are really focused on the driving aspect of things and yeah we we can detail a car and make it look absolutely perfect the way we want um but that's our own style like we won't design the same car we won't add the same parts mm-hmm. we, we might make the same performance parts to make them run immaculate but the outside always looks different <laughs> and i feel like that's 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 kind of like um like with everybody everybody's not gonna go and get you know like a big skull tattoo on their back no. like that's not everybody's style
0: but almost everybody has that fucking barbed wire tattoo around their (laughs) bicep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like everybody has a different, a different taste and you know what? It's cool to see. And I feel like even backtracking to like one of your first questions as to like, you know, what, what is brotherhood? And it's really that involving everyone and really appreciating everything, like everybody in their own style and mm-hmm. their own taste, and, and everything that they like, for sure.
0: Alright, well, that's probably a really good note to end this podcast on, this episode on. Um, uh, before we do go, though, I'm, uh, where can the people find you?
1: Uh, so, uh, everybody can find me on Instagram, Facebook, I believe Twitter, uh, unless I shut that down. Pretty sure Twitter's still up. <laughs> uh, don't review it that much. Um, and uh, within the links within those my website's there uh, it's through Teespring uh, it'll be dash Brotherhood MFG. Um, for uh, our Instagram and our Facebook it's going to be at BrotherhoodMFG and that, that that is us for sure that's, that's where it. you can find me remember to and, use uh, code
0: Pastime in all caps and you'll get discount that is
1: great <laughs> uh, I believe it's 20% it is 20% it is 20% yeah 20% discount uh for pastime discount, so definitely, uh, if you guys listen to this and you want to buy some merch, definitely go ahead. Uh, I'd be greatly appreciated. Would help both of us out. <laughs> um, and uh, hopefully, you guys enjoy the merch. Uh, and if there's ever any uh, any issues, problems, stuff like that, don't ever be afraid to uh, to reach out to to us. Um, we are more than uh, than happy to assist you and, and help you in any other way that we can uh, to make sure that uh, you guys are happy, satisfied customers.
0: Alrighty. Well, that's going to be the end of this episode. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening, and until next time, goodbye.